Good morning. This is the day the Lord has made. join together in our hymn of celebration number 100. We'll sing verses 1, 2, and 5 of God whose love is reigning o'er us.
glorious God, we give you thanks and praise this day as we join together in worship to lift our voices in song, to celebrate your gift of love and grace and mercy. We give you thanks for the joy of your creation, the beauty of the midst this morning, for a chill outside, but a warmth in our hearts because of your spirit. We give you thanks and praise that we might join together in worship to lift our thanksgiving and celebrate accomplishments, graduations, and birthdays, to celebrate anniversaries, and so many other things for which we give thanks. Glorious God, we lift our voices in praise to you, but as we lift the praise, we too know that there are those who are hurting, those who are sick, those who are grieving and mourning this day. We pray that your presence might be felt, that we, your church, might be involved and active in ministry, reaching out to those who are hurting. Glorious God, we lift up the burdens and the things in this world for those who continue to never know peace but live in the reality of war. For those who don't understand what it means to have a full stomach. For those who've given up hope, who seem lost and in despair beyond measure. God, there's so many things in this world, so many burdens. Sometimes the mountain seems unattainable. But your mercy, your presence, and your spirit is so much greater that on this day as we lift up our prayers, God, may we continue to pray for one another to lift up the burdens, the joys, to celebrate and mourn. So as we join together in worship as a community and as a family, may we take a moment in silence to experience your spirit, to feel your gentle embrace, to remember those in our lives and the strangers that we have yet to meet, to lift them in prayer. Glorious God, we come to you in silence. Merciful and holy God, as we lift these prayers to you, we remember your word in Scripture to tell us to pray without ending. That in our prayers we learn to listen as well as to speak. That through our prayers we allow our hearts and our lives to be transformed by the reality of your presence. That through our prayers we pray because we know that you answer, maybe not always in our timing, maybe not always in the way that we desire, but in the way that you will answer. So glorious Lord, as we lift these our prayers to you, may we continue to pray by faith, trusting in your goodness and your mercy all the days of our lives. 
and that in so doing we will never cease to pray the prayer that your son Jesus Christ our Savior taught that together we too may pray our Father who art in heaven hallowed be thy name thy kingdom come thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil for yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever amen gifts, ties, and offerings.
give you thanks and praise for these, our gifts, tithes, and offerings. May you use these for the ministry of your church around this community and throughout this world. For it's in your Son, Jesus Christ, in whose name we pray. Amen. Amen. Listen and receive a reading from the Word of God. Create in us a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within us, according to your grace and mercy. May we affirm our faith with joy in a willing spirit as we hear the scripture from 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verses 8 through 13. Love never ends. But as for prophecies, they will come to an end, and as for tongues, they will cease. As for knowledge, it will come to an end, but we know only in part, and we prophesy only in part. But when the complete comes, the partial will come to an end. When I was, um, when I was a child, I spoke like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child when I became an adult. I put, in a, I put an end to childish ways. For now we see in a mirror dimly, but then we will see face to face. 
Now I know only in part. Then I will know fully, even as I have been fully known. And now faith, hope, and love abide. These three, and the greatest of these is love. This is God's word to God's people. Thanks be unto God. First of all, uh, thank you to Gloria for putting together the special music for today. It was amazing. We're very lucky to have Gloria and our incredible, excellent, beautiful singers here at the church. Um, yeah, deserve a round of applause. Uh, today, of course, is Grad Sunday, and I'm very excited about it. It's a great day where we get to celebrate our seniors, uh, graduating seniors, that is. Um, <laughs> that was not my intention, but uh, anyway, um, um, I, I'm going to go ahead and uh, introduce, uh, uh, the, we have two seniors here today that will be speaking, I'm just going to ask them to stand up really quick, Alex Graydon and Sophia Sturmer, if you guys could stand up, these are our seniors, and their beautiful families are here with them, so if you also would stand, just so we could see you as well. Thank you. All right. Thank you. That's it. Uh, when I uh, graduated high school um, four score and seven years ago, uh, just kidding, uh, I thought I knew a, uh, quite a bit about life. Um, and when I graduated college, I discovered that Maybe, just maybe, I had a few more things to figure out. Uh, when I completed graduate school, I realized I really hadn't even started to scratch the surface. Uh, you know, it, I'm only 31, and I realize that. But it seems that the older you get, the more uh, you have to learn, not the less. Um, so you start to realize how many learning opportunities there are for you as you go along. And it can be very exciting with all the things that you have to learn. It can also be a little bit uh, terrifying and frightening of all the things that you don't know and uh, sometimes frustrating. Uh, but this is life. Uh, this is the opportunities and the, choice, uh, the, uh, the things that we have to look forward to, um, these opportunities for learning. Um, when I was a teen, um, the internet still, was still a relatively new thing, uh, way before Facebook, YouTube, memes. Uh, but you could find jokes on the internet, and you could print them out. And my dad found one that he thought was particularly amusing, which he printed and gave to me uh, while I was still in high school. And some of you might have heard it. It reads, teenagers. Tired of being harassed by your stupid parents? Act now. Move out. Get a job. Pay your bills. Dot, dot, dot. Hurry while you still know everything. And I was probably one of those. You know, I, you know he handed that to me. I was probably thinking, hey, what are you trying to say? But hey, it was probably relevant to me. Uh, no, obviously this is an exaggerated joke, as most jokes are, and teens know that they don't know everything. Um, whether they're willing to admit that or not is a different question. 
but the, the two teens that you'll be hearing from today um, are incredibly gifted individuals who have a lot of amazing things to share. Uh, they're wise and they're humble, and they know that they don't know, that they understand that they, the enormity of the learning that awaits them, um, and they understand that it's okay that they haven't figured out all the answers um, to all the complexities of life, and I, for one, am very thankful uh, that it's okay to, be, to still be a student of life, and it's okay to still continue to learn. Today's scripture uh, comes from 1 Corinthians 13, and if it's okay, I'm going to read it once again. Uh, Love never ends. As for prophecies, uh, they, they will come to an end, and as for tongues, they will cease. As for knowledge, it will come to an end. But we know, for we know only in part, and we prophesy only in part, but when the complete comes, the partial will come to an end. When I was a child, I spoke like a child, I thought like a child, I reasoned like a child. When I became an adult, I put an end to the childish ways. For now we see in a mirror dimly, even as I, um, but then we will see face to face. Now I know only in part, then I will know fully, even as I have been fully known. And now faith, hope, and love abide, these three, and the greatest of these is love. In these verses, Apostle Paul assures us all, um, from the most scholarly to the, uh, the new beginning scholars, that the net worth of who we are as a person cannot be quantified by, based on how much knowledge we've acquired over our lifetime. Um, you see in these verses sort of this juxtaposition of, of the already and not the yet, the fact that we are on this journey, but we haven't gotten to the end of the journey, you know? Um, the fact that we are still students and still learning um, what it means to follow Jesus, what it means to live this Christian life. Um, and, you know, Paul instead, he tells us that in the end, there's only one thing that reigns supreme over everything else, and that is love. He states that faith, hope, and love abide. Those are the things that remain, that endure. They um, are the pillars that carry us through life when we don't necessarily know the road forward or when we have questions or when there's still things for us to learn. Um, and the greatest of these is love. It helps us mature us. It helps us to empathize with others, to accept our finiteness, think big picture, um, to know what to do with our gifts. And you know, my challenge uh, to the seniors today and to the rest of us as well um, is in all things, in the, as we continue to learn and to, um, as we continue to, uh, to follow Jesus, to always keep love at the center of everything, to let that be our compass and to guide all of our, our, all of our actions. In fact, in, in the, uh, the, hymn, the hymn today from 408, The Gift of Love, um, there's, a, there's one of the verses that I wanted to read. Oh, it's the first one. Though I may speak with bravest fire and have the gift to all inspire, to have not love, my words are in vain. 
Oh, and have not love, my words are though in vain, as sounding brass and hopeless gain. And if we learn everything we possibly can and achieve everything we possibly can, but we miss love, then we've missed everything. Um, I'm about to uh, invite Alex and Sophia up. They've, pre they've uh, prepared some amazing and wonderful things to share with you, some life lessons, some things they hope for the future, and I hope you'll enjoy it as much as I do. So, uh, Sophia, if you'd uh, first come up and speak. Hello and good morning. The last time I spoke up here, um, it was during my confirmation in 2013. I've been going to this church for nine years, and I have been forever changed from my experience here at this church. When I entered my first year at Oak Park High School, I also entered the confirmation class of 2013. Doing confirmation allowed me to unify everything that I loved about coming to church. I looked forward to those Wednesdays with my other with my other confirmands and was always so sad when I couldn't come to some of the meetings. I grew to love them all as a family and I still miss those memories we made together. What I took away from that experience was that I have to make myself aware of my surroundings and my opportunities because people that I love may be passing by and I wouldn't even know it if I wasn't open-minded. But from listening to Gary and Brian's sermons, from that moment I became a member of this church, I have continuously grown as a person. I cannot thank Pastor Brian and Pastor Gary enough for giving me tremendous strength through all of these years. You both have taught me to hold on, to keep going, even when it seems there is no way out of a struggle. I was able to graduate from Oak Park High School because of your constant words of wisdom. I always look forward to going to church on Sundays because I knew something special was going to happen, and something special did happen every time. I always left service refreshed and inspired, and that's what I loved about being a Methodist. I always felt enriched from singing the same church songs that I grew up singing all of these years. I know them from memory now, and hearing those sermons always brought me closer to God. I certainly don't know what I will do without both of them there to help me through my first year at Marymount Manhattan College. But I do know that I will always hold your powerful teachings in my open heart and open mind. Now before I finish, I just wanted to share some life lessons that I have held with me through all of these years living in Simi Valley. I have lived in my house since 2004, and every day since then, I have remembered this. Do your best and leave the rest. Always do your best. Now that might not be the best, but at least it's your best. And don't forget rule number five, have fun. <laughs> all of these came from my dad. The last one I made up as a child, rule number five, but I always forgot it, and so my dad always reminded me when I was having trouble in school. All throughout growing up, I have never forgotten the first two lessons about life, and this has helped me to strive for perfection, but not be discouraged from results less than perfection. I'm a perfectionist, so naturally, I always want to get 100% on all of my school projects. But honestly, what I needed to remember was that I am not the end result. I, I was a person who gave all of their heart into one thing, and that's all that mattered. Any creative thing that I put my mind to, the result itself was rewarding, yes, but being in that moment, whether it was a choir performance or the opening night to a musical for me, I was living in that moment and nothing else. I didn't have to be perfect. 
I just had to be authentic, and that's what my dad taught me. Thank you, Dad, for teaching me those life lessons. My mom. My mom has always taught me to be strong and persevere. She has taught me to never give up and to push through any obstacle I encounter. She is my best friend, and without her love and instruction, I would never have made it through all of these years of high school and at home without her. She gave me the ability to do hard work, and from this, I have come one step closer to my new chapter in New York. Thank you, Mom, for being this guiding light for me. As I continue my journey with God in New York, I will hold in my heart the wonderful memories this church, this warm community, and my family and friends gave me. Thank you, United Methodist Church of Westlake Village, for all of the love you've given me. Thank you. Good morning. Uh, my name's Alex. I am one of those kids who thinks he knows everything. Um, <laughs> to be honest, I don't know a lot of you, and I know that, and you don't know a lot of me. Uh, so I thought I'd let you know a little insight to my life. Um, like John said, I graduated Agora High School. I'm going to Chapman University and plan on doing pre-med. Um, while I was at Agora, I played trombone in the jazz band all four years, and I ran cross-country and ran track, and was captain for both teams, um, so there's a little insight. But the reason I'm up here is to talk about uh, change and faith. So in December, I was diagnosed with leukemia, and at the time, everything just seemed to be moving like too fast and there's too much change uh, leading up to it. I was in that sort of sweet spot where life was good and it seemed like you could just tell that something was gonna happen and I had no idea that leukemia was gonna be the thing that hit me, but it did. And, um, but I'm thankful that I had God to turn to, and as a result, I feel like my faith has grown tremendously, because faith is a funny thing. It's difficult to understand, I think, because it's not tangible, and it's just something hard to talk about in general. Um, I feel like that you need, uh, like the only way to grow your faith is through certain events in life, and I believe that those events are, like, are meant to happen. It's just a matter of time as of when they happen. Um, and I know that in my experience, uh, he's definitely answered my prayers, just the treatment's working, everything's working, it's turning out fine. Um, unlike other times when I didn't study for a test, he didn't answer those prayers. <laughs> <laughs> so I just feel like uh, the one thing that I've learned throughout all this is actually that we take a lot for granted. Um, especially just experiences with people. I feel that uh, when you just go over to a friend's house or a family friend's house, you kind of just go over, say hi, or maybe sometimes someone will ask you, like, hey, do you want to go hang out? You say, oh, no, you just don't feel like it. You're too tired or something. If you do that, <laughs> don't. Uh, right now, if I get asked to do that, I usually have to see what my white counts are. Uh, bring hand sanitizer, sometimes like wear a mask and wash my hands a ton. Um, so I feel like 
just having all those experiences are much better than anything tangible. And as an example, my favorite car is an Audi. Uh, and I thought that if someone ever offered me an Audi just for free, uh, versus, yeah, <laughs> like that would happen, um, versus a day of just cherishable memories, 100% of the time, I'd take the day of memories, even though it'd be hard to pass up the Audi. <laughs> um, and looking forward, I plan on, as of now, studying oncology, uh, obviously because of leukemia, but the future may change, but as of now, that's my goal, and I definitely look forward to uh, doing some good research in that field. Thank you. Thank you so much for both of you speaking. It's, it takes some courage and guts to get up here and speak in front of a bunch of people. So uh, I thought they did a great job. And um, as I'm not sure if I mentioned earlier before, Alex, who just finished Agora, is going on to Chapman. Um, and then Sophia, who just finished at Oak Park, is going on to Marymount um, Manhattan College in New York City. So uh, Brian? Every year, our church has the opportunity to award scholarships to some of our many outstanding graduating seniors, and they always say that, uh, that the future looks bright because of our grads, and I think hearing their speeches today, hearing their talks, and all that they share, it really is an amazing future, a uh, testament to this church, and it's with joy that we get an opportunity to support you in your uh, academics. So at this time, I'd like to invite forward Janet Todd your daughter Tracy, and Bob Crocker to come and share the Ray Todd Memorial Scholarship. Good morning. Good morning. Tough acts to follow, my goodness, my goodness. Great speeches, both of you, wonderful. Uh, I'm here to present uh, with Janet and Tracy the uh, Ray Todd Memorial Scholarship. <clears throat> uh, I get to do it because I'm co-chair, or have been co-chair, co-chair uh, retiring of uh, men's ministry, along with Russell, Russell Stone. So uh, I was in town this time, so I got the privilege of doing this. The Ray Todd Scholarship uh, was established in the year 2006 in honor of Ray Todd. Uh, Ray was a longtime member of Westlake Village United Methodist Church, devoted his life to the betterment of his church, the community, and youth. Uh, he spent a significant amount of his time volunteering many cases leading facility improvement projects. Uh, he was like the Phil Severance of before. Um, he was an active member of the church choir and uh, the kind of guy you could turn to for help with anything. He was deeply involved in his community, a longtime board member of the triumphal YMCA. Uh, deeply committed to youth in our area, coaching athletics, attending concerts and organizing and mentoring youth activities. Uh, and that talks a lot about what Ray did. Uh, I'm sorry that many of you didn't necessarily know him. He was a terrific guy. He had a smile that uh, would light up this room when he, when he smiled and looked at you. Uh, friendly, uh, approachable, uh, generous, uh, to, available to help you on any occasion. Uh, we grew to love him in the choir, I know. Ray probably would be the first to admit that he wasn't the best singer, but 
He was a great choir member. He was a great choir member. He might also mention that he probably wasn't a very good poker player, but we still love to welcome him to the men's, uh, men's ministry social hour and poker playing group. And he and Janet were an excellent team, uh, and Janet has continued to their fine work with our church. Uh, the scholarship itself is, has been around, as we said, since 2006. And in that time, we've, we've awarded uh, uh, 14 scholarships uh, to various students. The total is about $12,000 worth of uh, money. And, it, and we say that it comes from the men's ministry group. Well, it really is more specific than that. It comes from the Friday morning men's breakfast group that uh, meets every Friday and uh, contributes extra money to this fund. And, and, and I think you need to know who some of those people are because they've been very true and loyal and they've, they've supported this thing for a long time. As I said, $12,000 over 10 years. Uh, and it has involved the Reverend Gary Dickey. He's there virtually all the time and we appreciate his support. Lee Friel, Russ Stone, Bill Nodoff, Tom Hopkins, Jim Lawson, John Reed, not even a member of our church. Uh, me, uh, Paul Krajewski, Steve Ames, Richard Stoll, Ray, Roy Brubaker, Boyd Davis, Donald Trump. Oh, no, no. <laughs> he wanted, he wanted, but we told him no. Uh, Bill Snell and Dean Rothgar. So, if you see those people, thank them for their support. The. Uh, the winner of the scholarship this year is a very worthy recipient with excellent credentials in all the major categories that we look at. Uh, the winner has a 3.9 unweighted GPA, has participated in our church youth group, Vacation Bible School as an outdoor recreational counselor, Caneo Valley Meal and Shelter Program, Mission Retreat and previous church attended in Northern California. Music involvement, has played trombone for eight years. It's probably beginning to sound familiar. Uh, played at the Rohr High School in the highest band, which is studio jazz, correct? Athletic participation included cross country and track, and as he said, served as captain this year. In college, he plans to study kinesiology while completing the pre-med prerequisite. And uh, uh, he has, uh, Yeah, study, he plans to study uh, kinesiology while completing a pre-med requisite. And uh, I'm happy to present to you the winner of the 2016 Ray Todd Scholarship of $1,000, Alex Graydon. We presented Alex with the uh, certificate and uh, a letter that gives him instructions as to how all of this is to take place. And uh, we wish him well in future plans. Thank you very much.
although we won't be presenting it this morning, we also had the opportunity to uh, offer this year the Benner Scholarship uh, to Maggie Sheehan, who is enjoying uh, an opportunity to be with her, her family in Hawaii. Uh, so I presented it to her house this past week before she left. It's a joy and a celebration. And so may we raise our voices together as we sing our hymn of dedication, 566, Blessed Be the Dear, Uniting Love, verses 1, 2, and 5. for his health, for, uh, to make sure everything continues to move forward well. Uh, just wave to him. So, wish, him wish him well. May we receive our choral benediction. and the grace of God go with you as we go forth this day to celebrate, to serve, and to be a light to this world. Go now in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, now and forever. Amen. Amen.